We're going to talk about magic today. Are you ready for it? <laughs> so break out your magic wands or your pixie dust or whatever creates magic in your life. We're going to talk specifically about putting magic in your every day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Live Revised Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Browning, and you may or may not know that I am a motivational and inspirational speaker, author, and coach. And this topic of magic in your everyday is one I love. It's a topic that I get asked to speak on on stages all over the country. People are always looking for ways to create more significance, more passion, more purpose in their everyday lives. And so today I'm going to bring to you a couple of ways, six to be exact, that will help you create more magic in your everyday. So stay tuned. Well, do y'all remember like the 1980s, 1990s music, the the magic song, you can do magic. Yeah, you promise. You remember that song? I won't sing anymore. But <laughs> every time we talk about this episode of magic, I think about that song. Um, and we're going to talk about putting magic in your everyday life. Now, I know this sounds crazy. And I know you're thinking, okay, Christy, you're usually more practical than this. But to be honest, I have people ask me all the time, how do I break out of this mundane, like day in day out feeling? How do I create more purpose? Where do I find a passion and a zest and zeal for life. How do I get that? Because right now I'm just clocking in and clocking out and I'm living for the weekend or waiting for vacation or waiting for retirement. And in the meantime, I'm like dying. I'm dying. Every day is just soul sucking. How do I change that? Because I want to enjoy the little things and I want to find you know, love and enjoyment and appreciation in every day. So how can I do that? Well, friends, I'm going to walk you through six very specific things that not only I speak on from all over this world and stages, but I do myself. And let me tell you, life does get boring. Life does get mundane, especially if we aren't proactive and finding the ways to make it not. So if we just are waiting for life to happen to us, if we're just waiting for somebody to flip a switch and all of a sudden we feel different about our world, our life, our tasks, our family, our house, our job, it's not going to happen. Remember in the movie, The Pursuit of Happiness, where Will Smith's character is talking about the active approach to putting happiness in your life? Yeah, that's a great part of that movie. And that's a great movie in general. But that's what we're talking about here. How do you take on the responsibility and proactively insert magic, happiness, purpose, passion? How do you put that back into your life? The real truth behind that is it's up to you to do it. No one's going to do it for you. And it's not just going to happen if you just sit around and wait for it. It has to be an intentional seeking out like a heat seeking missile. You are a magic seeking missile. You're looking for a way to hone in and to pull back magic, purpose, passion, possibilities, all of those things. And so it requires some action on your part. It requires some intention on your part. And just sitting idle, waiting for it to fall on your lap is a really great way to sort of be idle in all aspects of life. It doesn't just fall on your lap. You have to go seek it out. I've had this conversation with lots of people recently. And when I say lots of people, I mean like, was I'm running into people and I'm just talking about 
how's their day or, you know, cute shoes. Where did you get them? The conversation turns to, man, Christy, I'm just really trying to figure out what my purpose is. And I'm not really sure. I've just had this conversation over and over and over again. And I think it's because people are starting to see that I talk a lot about this topic. And, uh, and I don't know, maybe they're starting to see me as a purpose professor. I don't know, but I've had this conversation a lot and I keep coming back to this thing of if you don't know what your purpose is, if you haven't been able to discover that and articulate it, your very first step is to do just that, is to uncover it. And I just had a lady tell me the other day, she's like, I think I kind of know what it is, but I'm really scared to like say it out loud and to step into it um, because it's going to just like not be what anybody's thinking and it's going to be unique because no one around me is doing it. And I just don't know. And I kind of chuckled and was telling her that confidence and living out your purpose doesn't come by quietly sitting in the corner waiting for someone to drive by and leave a box at your feet full of confidence. Confidence comes by getting up and doing, by trying it on, by testing it out, by taking a little step today and a little step tomorrow closer and closer and closer to your big purpose. I didn't just wake up and say, I'm going to talk on stages and launch podcasts and write a blog and do a book about my life and my purpose. No, it was a little step. It started by working behind the scenes quietly, actually in a jail cell, in a prison cell, that I began to like hone this whole concept of my purpose to speak about encouraging and empowering and inspiring others. It was really in the quiet spaces that the fundamental parts of that were discovered, I didn't just bust out and say, yes, take me to the stage. (laughs) The fearless part of me probably would have preferred that. But the reality is there's quiet behind the scenes discovery. And so we kind of need to go through that process too. Maybe, maybe for you, if purpose is still the thing you're uncovering, the thing that you're focusing on right now is day by day, what is showing up in your life that you're drawn to, that you think about, that you dream about, that you are interested in, and you start to just try it on. I think we talked about this in one of our um, daily doses of vitamin C. So if you follow me on social media channels, uh, I do during the week, a weekly, or excuse me, a daily little video. It's super short just maybe five or 10 minutes. That's a daily dose of vitamin C, C meaning Christy, uh, but it's a little dose of encouragement. And it's basically centered on the last couple of weeks. We've really talked a lot about uh, purpose and passion and living life to the fullest. And how do you do that? And we were talking about purpose last week, I believe, um, or maybe it was a couple of weeks ago. Um, But I was telling them in the video that you have to start with what you're talented in, what you're gifted with. And if you don't know what that is, then back up and say, what is the thing I'm good at that maybe other people struggle with or they're not so good at, but I'm naturally gifted in that. Or if you don't know what that is, you back up even more. What am I interested in? What do I like doing? And you just keep trying things on. If you went shopping for the perfect pair of shoes or the perfect little black dress and you didn't find the first, you know, perfect little black dress at the first store you went to, you wouldn't just throw your arms up and say, well, it's just not meant to be. Apparently, I'm never to wear a black dress. No, you would go to another store and you would try things on until you uncovered the one that really fits you. And it's the same thing for our purpose. You can't just stand idle by and wait for it should just fall on your lap. You've got to try some things on. 
You've got to go seek it out, run some pros and con lists, do a little bit of research, ask some questions, and take a little step towards that until you get a confirmation one way or the other. And the confirmation may be, yeah, Christy, this is not for you. Okay, great. You can cross it off the list and move to the next thing. But clarity comes with action, not by standing still. If you're in a fog, if you feel clouded in your mind, if you're kind of confused and overwhelmed with what purpose needs to look like, well, it's not going to clear up just by sitting still. You will clear it up by taking action, by standing up and moving forward towards one thing. And if the one thing is not the right thing, then you move to the next thing. And sometimes it requires a little bit of seeking out. But your first assignment if you choose to accept it, is to go seeking out your purpose. You have to know what that is. And then the second thing is to learn how to live it in your everyday. Now, every day, oh man, I wish I could say that every day I got to take a big stage and speak to mass audiences in an arena of, you know, telling my story and doing all these grand, great, glamorous things. Yeah, no, it's not like that. In fact, today, as I'm recording this podcast, I am sitting in my little bitty office at home um, with my very inexpensive microphone sitting in stained up sweatpants and a Colts t-shirt. Go Colts. I recorded this episode. It is so not glamorous on the side of the microphone, let me tell you. But not every day is that way. Not every day is big stages and applause and signing autographs and and unveiling books and doing all the fun things that everyone loves to see happen, at least in my life. A lot of it, when it comes to living my purpose every day, is in the day-to-day what could be mundane tasks But if you're looking at how you can insert your purpose into those mundane tasks, all of a sudden, they're not so mundane. Let me give you some real life examples here. I remember working uh, a full-time job as a writer. I was working for a newspaper and I was a reporter and then later became a managing editor for that paper. And I learned so, so, so much there. Loved my experience there. But when it became evident that it was time for me to move on, and I knew I was going to kind of start taking on an entrepreneurial role, I was going to start looking at running my own business. All of a sudden, I was ready to drop that job and run headlong into a new business. But of course, that's not realistic, right? Because financially, you know, you got to build a business and and all that stuff. So I knew it was going to be a little bit of time, but I still had the vision for what I wanted even though I wasn't ready to step fully into it. And there there was times where I really resented my full-time job because it was like the thing that was keeping me from living the life I really wanted. But I knew it was going to be a while before I could quit that job, right? So I was either going to have to be really miserable until it was ready for me to leave and I could financially afford to make that move Or I could choose to show up every day to that job with a different perspective. And I would show up every day with that job thinking, what today can I learn? What skill can I gain? Or who can I meet today that's going to play a part in my future? That's going to play a part in this new business I want to launch or into this new world I want to step into. And then all of a sudden, the day became not a barrier that kept me from my future. It became a jumpstart to my future. It became a stepping stone to what I wanted in the future. And then all of a sudden that job had a different shade to it. And all of a sudden it held purpose. It had possibilities because today could be the day that I meet the person that changes everything. 
right? That would be the expectation I would go into that job with. And it completely changed the way I approached that position. And I began to look forward to going to work every day instead of dreading having to go work at a job that I knew eventually I was going to leave. The same thing in my day-to-day life now. So my purpose is to encourage, empower, and inspire others. That is who I am. Even if I didn't have a motivational or speaking business around that purpose, that is still who I am. And so when I am sitting in sweatpants and a Colts t-shirt on a dreary uh, February day in Indiana, and it's not glamorous and it's not big audiences and loud applause, how do I find a way to be who I am and put my purpose into these mundane tasks? So right now recording this uh, podcast episode is totally filling me up because even though I'm recording it now and you're not going to actually get it for a couple of weeks, uh, I still know. I'm encouraging, empowering, inspiring you, even though I can't see your little faces. I know that you're getting that, right? But then I have to walk out of this office and clean the kitchen or do laundry or take care of the dogs or, you know, support and help my husband in some way or support and help my stepson in some way. And instead of looking at all of those things as like the have to tasks, ugh, I have to do laundry. I have to clean the kitchen. It's how do I encourage, empower, and inspire my family by showing up and making sure there's a clean house. How do I encourage my stepson when, you know, he's super busy and got lots on his plate, but I choose to do an extra load of laundry to help him out today or help him get signed up for SATs or encourage him in his studies or in his future. Like all of those things that are just mundane, like parenting tasks or household tasks or adult tasks, <laughs> the hashtag adulting. How do we put purpose into those things? And while they still aren't super glamorous, it all of a sudden changes the shape and the shade of that task when our purpose can be seen in it. So when you know your purpose, then you can figure out how to put that in your everyday. The thing about purpose is that it's usually not a title. It's usually not a job. It's usually more intangible and something that is rooted inside of you. Like me being a natural encourager. That's my purpose in life. That's what I'm created to do on this earth is to go around every day and find a way, see somebody that I can encourage that may be doing what I do in my job just so happens. Those things go hand in hand, but it could be just writing a note to somebody or giving a compliment to somebody, or reaching out on Facebook to someone I haven't heard from in a while and just checking in with them and making sure that they know they're thought of. Maybe your purpose is that you love welcoming people into your space. You make people feel loved and wanted. I mean, that's the gift of hospitality. I do not have that gift. (laughs) It's not my strength. But maybe you're that way. And we need people like you who can really let people feel welcomed and wanted and appreciated. Maybe you have a gift of inspiration and you're like the best cheerleader for all of your friends and family. And you just make them feel like they can conquer the world. And you're such a good support system. And you're such a good rah, rah, go get them type of person. That's your gift. How do you do that in your everyday Maybe, maybe you're a really great listener and you're the type of person that can just sit and let someone unleash all of their worries and cares and concerns to. You're the kind of person that people go to when they need to talk things out or need to unpack things that they're dealing with. We need people like you who are good listeners. I am not a good listener. I'm a good talker. I'm not always a good listener. 
And so we need people like you who can give that purpose, who can give that gift to the world and be a sounding board. Maybe you're a problem solver. Your gift is problem solving. That is my husband's gift. He is a problem solver. And we need problem solvers in our lives. Someone who can see beyond the immediate overwhelm that we might be faced with when there's this nasty problem to untangle, um, or we feel overwhelmed like we can't overcome it. We need problem solvers. So whatever it is that's your gift, your purpose, then that's what you want to insert into your everyday. And you'll see magical, magical things that happen because now all of a sudden what's meant to be boring and mundane has purpose and it has meaning. Well, we talked about knowing your purpose, discovering what that is and how to insert it into your everyday The third thing that can help kind of insert some magic into your everyday life is to be working on a goal. Now, if you've caught any of my other podcasts or follow me on social media, you know, I talk about goal setting a lot and it's not so much just to be the same old, you know, mantra that you hear about the importance of goal setting and all that jazz. It is really because I find that goal setting makes us have a bigger zest, a bigger zeal, and more passion for our life. Um, You know, the thing about goals is that it's always helping us to move forward. When we have a goal and we're working towards it, we may not always have a win every day, like finishing a goal every day, but we can celebrate the progress every day. And it makes for us this this path to run on that moves us ahead to something bigger than ourselves. And nothing helps you feel more um, successful or have a win or have some significance. When you can set a goal and look back over the last week or the last month or the last quarter and see the progress you've made. I am a really big fan of creating a yearly vision for myself. And by vision, I mean, it's kind of this mission statement for the year. What is it that I want to see happen? Not necessarily specific goals, but just a vision of what I want the year to be. And then I take that vision and I try to create 90 day goals that if done over the course of the year, will create that vision, will make it a reality. And so every 90 days, which is about every quarter of the year, I'm looking at what activity do I need to be doing to get me closer to that vision being a reality. And then, of course, I'm taking that 90 days and I'm looking at tracking that each month and what action steps can I take each week to get me closer to my monthly benchmark and my 90-day goal. And then enough of those 90-day goals add up, I've reached my yearly vision. That means that not only do I have a bigger picture that I'm shooting for, and I love to think about that bigger picture because it makes me excited for the future and to motivate me to move forward. But those short 90-day goals allow me to have a lot of wins and to track wins each month and to track activity every week allows me to stand still and go, hey, I am making progress. I may not be complete yet. It may not be reached yet, but I am making progress and that's worth celebrating or at least reaching over and patting myself on the back for. So that lets you feel significant and purpose-filled and passion-filled when you can say, I'm moving forward. A lot of times we go through life without intention. We do more planning for vacation than we do for our lives. And when we don't have a plan, when we don't have a way to intentionally attack each day. That's when the mundane monster starts to take residence in our life. When we start to just 
live and let what happens happens. We're not intentional. We're not proactive. We're not focused. We're no longer driving the car. We're just letting whatever happens steer the ship. And it's just not always going to be in the way you want. And you've got to take the reins in your life and you've got to be in control and be proactive and intentional. And one of the best ways to create that is both is with goal setting. If you want a really good book on this whole 90 day goal setting concept, there's a book called the 90 day year by, oh man, I'm going to miss his name. Last name is Moran, M-O-R-A-N. Um, that's an amazing book. I will put it in the show notes for you. Um, I love that book when it comes to goal setting. There's also two really good books on visions and focus for life. One is called um, Visioneering by Andy Stanley that takes kind of a faith-based approach to creating vision in your life. Um, the second one is The Power of Focus, uh, and that has three different authors. It's the the guys that wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul wrote this book on goals and focus and um, this whole projection concept of creating motivation through activity. Love both of those books. So I will put those in the show notes for you. But that really helps move you towards this concept of goals. So we're going to know our purpose and discover that. Then we're going to figure out how to put that into our everyday life. And then we're going to work on goals so that we have progress and we see forward progression in our lives instead of being still and stagnant and mundane. The fourth thing we're going to do is celebrate those wins. So I have this monthly tracking sheet. In fact, I will share that in the show notes for you as well. I'm all about giving you all the free things today. Yay. Um, I'll put that in the show notes, but it's a monthly tracking sheet that allows you to track your monthly goals, your weekly goals, and your daily goals, or I should say activity. What do you need to do this month? What do you need to do every week of the month? And what do you do, need to do every day of the month? And it's a really simple, it's not super fancy and it's not super pretty, but it's just a simple little tracking sheet that allows you to measure all of that. And as you see those boxes get checked, there's so much celebration and just simply checking the box. But then at the end of the month, when you look back and you say, man, look what all I did, that is a win and you want to celebrate it. And here's the thing. We can't just celebrate when they're hundred percent complete. Any progress is worth celebrating. So even if your monthly goal only got halfway done, and still more that you would have probably gotten done had you not had any plan in place at all. Had you not had any intention at all, you may not have even done any of that. So even part of the goal being completed, even part of your intention being done and seen out is worth celebrating. And you've got to learn to celebrate the wins because then you, you begin to look expectantly for those successes. You begin to sort of seek out the ways you can win that day or that week or that month celebrate the wins, do something fun, give yourself a pat on the back, post your tracking sheet and let people applaud you. It's not bragging, but it is celebrating. And you know, you don't know that your celebration doesn't inspire someone else to say, you know what, this month, I'm going to live with purpose. I'm going to live with intention. I'm going to work on some goals and I'm going to celebrate my wins. How awesome is that, that we can become then an inspiration to someone else, even if our journey isn't perfect, even if we don't check all the boxes, only some of the boxes, it's still a win. The last two things I would encourage you to do to help put magic into your everyday is to journal. Both of these require some journal activity. And you know, I'm a fan of journaling. I'm a fan of journaling because it gets things out of your head and onto paper. And why that's important is because in your head, it just continues to bounce around and doesn't really ever take shape or form. 
sometimes you can have too much of that in your head and you need a way to flush out what's in your thoughts and what's in your heart. And journaling is a great way to kind of flush the system. But the other thing that's great with journaling is it can make you uh, kind of articulate the things that you're just sort of kind of feeling. Um, and it can give shape and form to thoughts and feelings that become a track record for you to look at over time or that become like little breadcrumbs to lead you to a bigger revelation or a ha- aha moment. I love journaling for all of those reasons, but I especially love these last two steps. One is to journal three things that you're thankful for today. Gratitude is so huge when it comes to positive thinking, positive lifestyle, changing your attitude, shifting your mindset. Gratitude is a powerful tool. And it's one that we don't talk enough about. But when you can sit down and genuinely say, these are three things I'm thankful for today, and you write it out, that is magic. Not just in recognizing what's what you're thankful for. That's huge. That's a huge piece of it. But also then articulating it in writing your hand with a pen on paper. There is a psycho- psychological impact that happens when it's your thoughts put on paper by your hand. People who are way smarter than me have done the research to say that by writing things down, it makes it more real, it makes it more tangible, it makes it more true to our own psyches. So do it. Grab some pen and paper. You don't need a fancy journal. You don't need anything special. You just need a notebook and a piece of paper, a piece of pen, or a pen, piece of paper, and jot the things down. Three things that you're specifically thankful for that day. And so You begin to do this. I do this process at night and I really like doing it at night um, because I can look over the day and say, here are the things I'm thankful for that happened. And some days are easier than others. Some days I could put five or six things I'm thankful for, whereas some days I'm really having to stretch to find three things. But the more you do it, the better you get at noticing the things that you're thankful for. And what it does then is it makes your mind focus on the good that day instead of all that went wrong that day. And you can go to bed with a lighter, happier heart, having made yourself focus on the things that you're really thankful for. The last thing, and it's a journaling task as well, is to journal the things you're expecting, that you're hopeful for, that you're looking forward to the next day. So three things you're thankful for and three things that you're looking forward to the next day. And the reason why this is important is one, you're going to go to bed with a happy heart and an expectant heart of good things that are coming which over time will train your brain to wake up excited for the day because you're already looking forward to these couple of things happening. Have you ever been so excited to go on a trip or go to vacation or have some sort of exciting moment that you can hardly sleep the next night or the night before and you wake up energized, even though you didn't have hardly any sleep, right? You're just so excited for whatever's coming in that day. You're expecting this amazing thing. You're looking forward to this really exciting time. This is what this journaling uh, does for you. It's this journaling of these expectations tells your mind, hey, be excited because tomorrow these three things that are really good are going to happen. And then you begin to walk through your day looking for those three things. So immediately when those three things happen, you think, called it. I knew that was going to happen. I was looking forward to that. Yay, excitement. And you begin to train your brain to look for good in the day and you do this a while, you'll begin to notice that the things that you're looking forward to that day also really lead you to the things you're thankful for that day. 
And it just changes this whole mindset and this whole concept of learning and starting to train yourself to see the magic in the day. Some of these things we've talked about are things that you do proactively to put magic and purpose and zest and excitement and happiness and whatever other adjective you want to attach to it. You're proactively putting that in, but these actions begin to change your brain and your mindset and your focus to where it just kind of sort of happens on its own. It happens with intention because you're looking for things you're thankful for and you're looking for things that you're expecting. But then all of a sudden, that's what you see. And that's all you see in your day. I am passionate about these steps because I have done them in my own life for a very long time now, about 10 years. This is a process I started while I was in prison. I knew that in prison, it's a dead world. Like there's nothing exciting there. There's not a lot of wins. There's not a lot to be happy for. It's kind of a soul-sucking environment, right? So looking for my purpose and how I could insert that every day became, how can I encourage people around me in prison? The lady who shares the sale with me, the person I sit next to at lunch, the gals that I talk to out on the rec yard, the guards even. And I became so known for this encouraging, uplifting persona in prison that when I left, the guards cried at the door. They didn't want me to leave because they saw like this ray of sunshine in me and I was taking it with me. Uh, and there was just this very sad moment for them. And I don't say that to think I'm all that in a bag of chips, but I'm just saying it made a difference. It really made a difference, not just in me, because it made my time in prison be worth something instead of just a waste of time. And then it impacted the people around me. And it was part of my everyday process. I had a goal while I was there. My goal was to read so many books and to study so many topics. I wanted to, to have that as a goal. I celebrated wins by journaling. I would journal when I was in prison and I would write down the things I could celebrate as a win that day. And I would write the things I was thankful for and the things I was looking forward to the next day. And sometimes they were really small, small things and sometimes they were big things, but I had to make myself focus on good, focus on positive, focus on purpose. Because in an environment like that, no one's helping you see anything other than all of your mistakes and all your failures and the bars and the chain link and the guards and all the things that are negative in that environment. No one's helping you see it any differently. But I put my mind to, to not be focused on my external circumstances, but my internal hope and future and possibilities and purpose. And no matter what your circumstances are, you can do the same thing too. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out with me here on our podcast channel. You guys make this magical for me. As I get your comments and your responses to some of these episodes, it just fills me up and lets me just pour more good things out for all of you. So thank you. Thank you for being a part of the audience and sharing the podcast with your friends and family. It just means the world to me. If you want to know more about my story or looking for some more encouragement kind of from my journey and what I've been through, you can head over to the show notes and not only get some of the resources we talked about in this episode, but you can also find my book repeatedly revised. It is my story, um, specifically while I was in prison, some of the, the challenges and wins that I experienced there I actually utilized the journal 
journal that I talked about in this podcast episode to create that book. So you'll get to read some of my own journal entries uh, while I was actually there in prison. It is, um, it is an inspiring story that I hope will encourage you and give you some hope for your future, no matter what your circumstances are in. So you can find that in the show notes linked here, or you can head over to Amazon and do a search for Repeatedly Revised and get the book there on Amazon. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope you grab a copy of the book if you don't already have it. And more importantly, share this with a friend. Thanks so much. And we'll catch you on our next episode.